0: Tuesdays with Tony is brought to you by MRY, a creative and tech agency. Every Tuesday, we chat about what those darn millennials have been doing on the internet, so you'll never have to ask Reddit what the kids are saying. From trends, hashtags, and memes to current events, we'll explore what they mean, how they make us feel, and sometimes just why. Hello everyone, it's time for another Tuesdays with Tony. Today I'm joined by two guys whose names also happen to start with T, which is pretty cool. We have Toby Daniels, who founded Social Media Week and is the CEO of Crowdcentric, which offers branded content, experiential marketing, and much, much more. And we also have Tyler Becker, who serves as the director of content and the resident millennial for them. So can you tell me more about yourself, Toby and Tyler? We can start with you, Toby.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm Toby, uh, CEO of Crowdcentric, founder of Social Media Week, as you've mentioned. Um, I am uh, originally from the UK, born in London, moved to the States in uh, 2006. I've been here uh, almost 10 years. Next year will be my 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just uh, loving life in in New York and and continue to uh, to sort of explore and enjoy everything that the United
0: States has to offer. Yeah, expat life. Love it. Mm -hmm. What about you?
2: Yes, my name is Tyler Becker. I'm the Director of Content at Social Media Week and Crowdcentric. Uh, as you mentioned, I am the resident millennial. Yeah, you're um, like
0: the me of those companies. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm from a much more exotic place than Toby. Uh, it's called New Jersey.
0: Oh my God, I think I've heard of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, yep, and with Social Media Week and Crowdcentric as Director of Content, we're covering news and trends and I will do anything it is to get my hands on the next wave of what everyone's talking about.
0: Love that. Okay, so now it's time for the rundown. So there was once a time when Instagram was only full of pretty pictures, you know, no filter hashtags and all of that. But now as we know, the platform has become a lot more mainstream. You have all types of riffraff on there now. Um, and so now it's a major hub of memes, right? And that brings us to our topic of the week, meme gods. Now, as a warning, this may or may not have been coined by our former intern. I don't know if this is a real term, but this is a real phenomenon. So it's used to describe people who have amassed millions of followers on Instagram by posting memes that they typically find elsewhere and more rarely posting original kind of comedic content so who has ascended to meme god status you may wonder um so the main examples that came to mind are fuck jerry he has 6.3 million followers on instagram that is godlike status exactly there's also the fat jewish who most people know of at this point he has 6.1 million followers who
1: in my view he's not actually that fat but anyway
0: yeah he's more like the Pudgy Jewish. Exactly. Um, and then there's, like, the sleeper, Beige Cardigan, who has $1.4 million, but, you know, he has, you know, a solid following as well. And there may be some others that I'm not cool enough to know about, so... You know, tweet me if you have other thoughts.
1: I, is there a threshold, you know, to, to reach godlike status? I think once
0: what? you have more than a million followers, okay. I think that's right. pretty significant. All right, Tata, we have some oh, way to go. I'm
2: almost there. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I Tata's, Tata's, much cla- Tata's much closer <laughs> than I am.
0: Okay. Um, so what's interesting about them is that their main strategy is to repost the best memes from more niche sites. So Tumblr, Reddit, Imgur, or Imgur? I don't even actually know how to pronounce that. Imgur. D- Imgur. I- Okay, (laughs) and even Twitter but they see themselves as content curators and some people disagree Um, as people tag their friends in the posts that they find funny they just keep gaining new followers it's just a cycle that I don't know if it will ever end Mm -hmm. and here are some quick examples of their content so the Fat Jewish posted this image that says so it turns out that being an adult is mostly just googling how to do stuff that's pretty relatable. I can see why that was, you know, that was cute. Fuck um, Jerry says, or posted something that he probably got from somewhere else, saying, "I'm too old for Netflix and chill. Now I want Amazon Prime and commitment, which I'm 100% <laughs> here for." <laughs> do you know what Netflix and chill is?
1: Um, I do, um, and uh, my wife and I enjoy uh, participating in uh, in the Netflix and chill phenomena.
0: As do I. <laughs> It's really fun. Not afraid to admit it. Love it. Okay, so as you see, these guys are essentially becoming celebrities and are even partnering with brands uh, because of the reach that they have. So the Fat Jewish has three interns, which I could not believe when I saw that, to help him source his content, and he even gets paid $2,500 to feature brands in his posts. Yeah. And he co-created this wine brand called... White Girl Rosé. Yes,
1: excellent rosé. Have drank, you tried it? Um, yep. I drank many a bottle over the summer. Really? It's a very good rosé.
0: Okay, okay, I'm surprised it's, it is good. Yep. Um, but Jerry has a clothing line mm-hmm. um, and multiple meme accounts that allow him to work with different brand partners. So they're clearly kind of taking their following and running with it and making bank off of that. I'm kind of jealous, I might be a hater. Um, do you guys have any, any quick questions I can clear up? Sounds like you guys are pretty familiar.
1: Pretty familiar. What well, we, Should we break, break this down? I definitely have some kind of thoughts uh, on, on this whole meme god space.
0: Oh, totally. So that brings us to pass the mic. <coughs> so, Toby, Tyler, I would love your take on this trend and the whole culture around it. Um, So, Toby, I know you created Social Media Week, Mm -hmm. which is a huge event that happens every year. And I'd love to know what you think about Meme Gods, and then we'll dive into what Social Media Week is all about.
1: Absolutely, and I think you're gonna get two very different perspectives from uh, from me and Tyler. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a historical perspective because we have to actually start with kind of the meme component of this. And yeah. actually my, my wife is probably much more qualified to talk about this than I am. She was one of the co-founders of Know Your Meme. Uh, oh my, are you serious? I, yeah, else I Jane. love that site. Yeah, so so she was one of the co-founders of Know Your Meme and you know, back in the days, back in like you know, 2005, 2006, these guys were sort of breaking down the meme. They were looking at kind of sort of how they form, how they yeah. spread, where these sort of uh, memes originate from in the first place. Right. And at the time, you know, they were putting out great content, they were actually cataloging, cataloging and uh, creating a database of, of memes. And what was interesting is that as soon as there was a kind of a whiff of commercialism and a whiff of uh, of the idea that someone might be making money off the back of memes, uh, the internet uh, responded sort of very negatively to that, mm-hmm. which is sort of particularly interesting, kind of all the way back then, almost like ten years ago. We're talking about. Right. So we sort of fast forward today, and we look at all the criticism around, you know, uh, Fat Jew and all, all of the other sort of cast of characters that are at this point kind of exploiting this 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 particular space. You just have to ask a couple of really important questions to get to like whether this is an issue or not. Yeah. First question is: Is there anything nefarious? going on if they're stealing content or if they're not attributing where that Which content is, yes. is coming <laughs> from or or, or, um, or um, who created it originally that's a problem particularly obviously if they are making money or amassing audience off the back of that and of course we know that has certainly been the case so yeah. so that's the first thing for me um, you know it, that's a problem if they're in nefarious activities the second thing though is if it's good um, it doesn't matter whether they aggregate or curate. Um, and it doesn't matter if they make money. If it's good and people love it and people are entertained by it and people want to share it, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but the most important thing is attribution.
0: Right, yeah, that's that's huge. What do you think? Uh, I totally agree.
2: I think we see it so much that essentially publishers and even us as individuals are aggregating content and we're curating it and we're putting our own spin on it, yeah. but we do attribute it or we, when we do share a piece of content, we're sharing the original source what I think is different and, you know, warrants its criticism from Fuck Jerry, from the Fat Jewish, yeah. is that they don't, they, they pretty much have stolen content directly from people and there their articles yeah. and examples, and several comedians have come out yeah. saying my tweet was stolen exactly from my account and mm-hmm. reposted. Um, so I think for me, if they had given credit where credit was due from the beginning i don't think it would have been as bad so right. i can almost see myself you know applauding their spin and their entrepreneurial rise mm. but at the same time i'm still Scowling at them and wagging my fingers, saying yeah. uh-uh. Yeah. No, I agree
1: with you. I think I think it's important to kind of like definitely celebrate the fact that there's a certain level of kind of you know entrepreneurialism behind kind of what they're doing, and there's a certain amount of kind of you know creativity. I think even in just being able to identify and select something that you think other people are going to be um, that will possibly find funny. Um, but, but you know, it, it's it's so easy, I think, to kind of just jump on and criticize the wrong things. And I, I think, you know, this attribution piece is just so yeah, so point. crucially important. And what's interesting though, this has been going on for years in like the stand-up comedy space. Like, stand-up comics are always faced with the uh, problem, the issue of other stand-up comedy, co- comedians stealing their jokes. Yeah. And the problem is, it's really hard to prove that someone stole your joke when it's just a bunch of people on stage mm-hmm. telling jokes. What's really important about what the space that we're in and we're talking about right now now in digital is actually it's much much easier to find that original source yeah. and call people out if they're not properly uh, you know um, providing that attribution.
0: Yeah, it's funny cuz they've been called out many times but it doesn't seem to stop anything. Like they've I know from the last time I checked they've gained a, like a million followers each and it's just like can well it be I I mean, I think
1: the fact Jew is is providing attribution where it, you know in in most circumstances and I if you look at all his posts now he's he's providing it now is he doing it well is he doing it properly is that is that attribution actually benefiting the person that originally came up with the content in the first place Probably not. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be there needs there, there needs to be some standards. I yeah. think as soon as you introduce the commercial aspect, that's when we need standards. That's when we actually right. need some kind of like not regulation so much as just something that we can all reference to say, look, this is the appropriate way right. that you're supposed to do
0: it. Totally. So speaking of commercialism, what do you think about brands partnering with influencers like this? Should they do it at all? What are your thoughts?
2: I think it's. It's definitely a risk because there are these two sides of people seeing. yes, there is so much value in them because they curate things and they have a funny spin and they have this following because yes, yeah. it, it, just looking at it is funny. Um, at the same time though, you have to think about the potential downside to things where yes, you're partnering with this influencer, yes, you're coming out with new products and hosting events and making appearances and all these different things. but is it really worth it? Can you be spending your time and your resources and even participating in the same content that they're finding or similar ones, but making it more original and not taking on that risk. So I think, you know, there are definitely opportunities for it to make sense if the brand has that similar style. But um, of course, with anything, there's going to be potential downside and potential upside. You just have to measure them both and see if it makes sense.
0: I think that's key, the actual brand voice, if it makes sense, Mm -hmm. you
2: know. Yeah, like I could see like there are some brands that have ridiculous accounts like skittles and denny's on twitter yeah
0: oh my god denny's <laughs>
2: they post the most ridiculous things and i could see them doing some fun partnership where you're like okay it makes sense yeah. for them to be partnering with them yeah and the style matches but there are some other brands or um you know entities that it you have no idea why they it's, are working with the them right exactly
0: so so let's dive into social media week and you know, why you founded it. Because, of course, we're talking about memes and, you know, influencers and brands and that obviously all ladders up to the the huge entity that is social media that these days really has no bounds. So why did you found it? What is it about?
1: Yeah, and I, and I think actually... In, in many ways, the origin of Social Media Week is very much kind of grounded in, uh, I think, the sort of the, 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 the basic kind of idea of what a meme is, mm-hmm. in the sense that it's something that obviously spreads. Yep. Um, Social Media Week was like really founded off the back of the presidential election in 2008, 2009, um, at the time, I was sort of deeply fascinated with kind of social media and the tools and technologies enabling people to kind of like self-organize around things that they care about. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, you know, the president, the presidential election itself was to a certain extent a meme, this like idea of hope and yeah. change. That was a meme that spread that, that had virality um, um, and that reached a very large number of people because of the tools and technologies that we were developing at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I started it really to, to bring people together on a set of conversations that looked not just at the technology, but also looked at the impact of the technology from a kind of sort of global economic standpoint, also from a sort of a societal perspective and also culturally as well. And, you know, since we started it, it's grown. You know, we now operate the conference in five different continents and sort of 18 to 20 different countries, 26 cities. Um, and you know, to a certain extent, Social Media Week is is, is um, uh, symbolic of, of really what has happened over the course of the last seven or eight years, just in terms of how quickly the space has grown, how much has happened, uh, and, and the sort of impact that social has had on all kind of aspects of, of, of our lives.
0: Awesome, so it's clearly spread almost like a meme. That's amazing. Um, so just to wrap things up a little bit, curious about what your favorite memes are, if you have an opinion on that and then we'll close things out.
2: Tyler, you gotta take this one. Sure, I am obsessed with Vine, so I will see things on there that I will laugh more than anything else. So my recent favorite one are cat reviews. I don't know if what? you guys have seen this. No. So what people do is they will record and film their cat, whether it's walking around, eating food, whatever it is, and they'll say, okay, this cat is white with brown stripes, <laughs> and he's eating food, 10 out of 10, good cat. <laughs> and that's all they do and there's tons of cats that are being reviewed right now oh
0: my god can you send me that we'll, yes. we'll talk um, that's amazing so thank you so much Toby and Tyler for joining me today um, if you didn't know we're gonna start a band it's called the Triple T's mm-hmm. so we'll work that out um, and give you guys an update later uh, follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash mry agency or subscribe to Tuesdays with Tony on iTunes whatever floats your boat and yeah thank you guys so much for thank listening you. thank for
2: you for having us yeah.